get the nine years in September. Nine years of of, you, of service. You really have been here pretty much the entire time the station's been talked then. This is the 10-year yeah. anniversary, and you're coming up on your nine-year anniversary. Uh-huh. I was actually there uh, the day that, you know, like kind of like uh, when they were doing the celebration of switching over. They had like a little get-together, and I was invited, and I just kind of showed up as like a – because I was, you know, kind of a friend of a station before I actually got my foot in the door. You know, I was buddies with Mike and Fisher and a bunch of people that worked there on the station. So, you know, I was always kind of around the scene, you know, as, uh, you know, as uh, the goat of Tampa Bay comedy. Ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Sarcasm. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was always uh, kind of around, and I remember when it went – you know, and it was so funny because at that time, I I didn't know I was going to be working there. I, I I had kind of like a little dream of maybe that happening one day, and I I had had way before that. Mike was like, "Hey man, give me a demo so I can give it to the program director who was Shark at the time," and and I was always like, "No, no, I'm I'm not ready to do that." You know, I'm I'm podcasting and all that, but. I'm not good enough for real radio. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, give me a demo so we can we, we can try to get you on late at night or something. And I'm like, no. And then, uh, you know, a year later, there I am, baby. You know? Ken, I remember you did the, and you I think you won the um, Tampa Bay's Got Talent competition that the radio station put on many years ago where they were holding uh-huh. an open casting call for yep. people who wanted to be on the radio. And I remember the final, Mo was there. And you were yeah. there, and uh-huh. uh, Steve Miller. Yep, Steve all of us Miller. in the, all of us in the final five. Yeah, can you? Then a couple a couple people that really didn't belong there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was there. I I auditioned. Not. I'm in the in the final five. Yeah. I can't even tell you the names of the two Some people chick that were from in that worked at WMF. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and then another guy that was like an old sports guy. He's a nice guy, but you know, okay. just not not competent. Can I ask you, you know. a question? And you might not know. The answer to this, but it just it yeah. just popped into my head since we're talking about this. Was that competition rigged? Meaning that no. you were okay. No, God no. Hell no. Now it was uh when it got to the final five, it was online voting. Okay. But were the five kind of chosen because I remember I don't really I don't really remember your yes. audition, but I remember Okay. No, that's no, no. What they I mean. were chosen but no, they were chosen by a panel of radio personalities. Okay, so you and it wasn't it was uh, it was Mike Calta, it was Drew Garabo, yep. it was, um, God, I, I want to say uh, uh, one of the old morning shows. I think it was Jade from uh, Hot at the time, and then there was a couple of writers. There was actually one of the writers was from the Tampa Bay Times, and he actually wrote up a horrible write up on me from my stand up <laughs> about ten years before that. Was it how offensive Eric I was Eddings and everything or something? Oh, what was his name? Oh my God, was it a black dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tim Bay Times. I think it was Eric Eddings. He, I think he went on to work for NPR. Yes. Very good writer. Yeah. He just caught me on a night where I was filthy at the improv, you know, and gave me, gave me what was supposed to be a bad review. That ended up being a great review for me because it was just like, I think he, uh, it was either him or it was a guy on the East Coast that, that um, referred to me as the evil child of, of uh, Richard Pryor and somebody else. It was a, it was a. I was like, wow, what a great compliment. But it wasn't supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, I've grown a lot as a comic now. I'm not nearly as dirty as I used to be back in the old days. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can be, but I can also not be. I have many levels of me, and I know where where and when to be who, you know? Oh, I, hear, I hear you. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, so that's that's interesting because there were so many people there at that at that event that had no chance, oh, including there was myself. A, 
I think it was 258 uh, entries, and yeah. we sat out in front of the Ritz Theater in Ebor yeah. on a on a frigid morning. Got there at like six in the morning, and stood in line, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was really really kind of uh, I don't know miserable, but at the same time exciting because it was like you're right. Those are every comedian, every radio personality that wasn't working. Uh, and then all these like uh, podcasters and then people that have never even done a podcast who just thought, you know what, my friends say I could I would be good on the radio. Or maybe they were just big radio listeners and they just went out and took a shot. And I used to kind of make fun of them for that. But after years of doing radio, I respect it. You know, what I mean, it takes a lot of balls to go out there and just take a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I guess I was one of those people. I always wondered if that top five was so it wasn't rigged but it was it no. definitely helped if you knew who the panel was and well the panel, the panel you well i don't know about if they knew you i mean i still had to do a good audition you know what i mean so did mo yeah. so well, did steve miller okay yeah. but i don't remember mo doing anything mo no, did no, he, he went up there and he was, he was very charismatic it was uh okay it was it was i mean he'll attest well, it was pretty it was pretty scripted he knew what he was gonna say he okay. had his ducks in a row he's already he'd been a radio professional for years before that so yeah. he he had a great audition you i know? just so. i just feel like it helped that he was you know known in the area for a very long time with ron and ron sure and then sure. you know uh he was friends with drew and i of think course. it helped to know the panel and having the panel know you now, I'm not yeah. saying it was, so I don't mean it's rigged in that way, but then when it got to the online voting, then it was basically just, like, lobbying to get yourself that. that kind of, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, the, the word rigged is a, kind of a negative. Uh, oh, it is. Uh, yeah, it means it's yeah, yeah, fake. But, so I don't Right, I don't but, it, like but it wasn't that. Just because we're known, just like Steve Miller, very well known. He'd been yeah. all over radio and, and comedy and all that. But I think, if anything, it just gave us more credence, you know, like w- they knew we had skill sets set in place already. So, you know, to, to them, that was probably more, you know, uh, you know, it was uh, more appealing and more of a, a draw. You know, if you're going to if you're going to give somebody a shot to have a radio program and look, they were really looking. It was a, it was a joint radio station like a uh, venture. It was Hot 101.5 and The Bone. And and they and what they really wanted, they didn't want a personality for the bone um, to peel the curtain back. They were really looking for a co-host for Jade on 101.5 because um, they brought us in after after I won the contest. Mo got second. It was a real tight tight competition. I beat him by a couple of couple of percentage points, and uh, it you know it worked out the same because we both ended up on the station. But I started you know, two or three months before him, and then he got in later. But uh, they wanted a co-host for Jade. So after we won the contest, we got we all got the top ten got callbacks to come in to come in and do a sit down with Jade and just do like, you know, a mock little conversation, like a little radio thing for you know twenty minutes apiece. And I guess none of us really panned out. We none of us tested well. But I was already doing my weekend show at the Bone at that time. Mo, I think, was just about to start. So it ended up nobody got that job. And then Jade eventually left a little while after that. But, uh, yeah, we they ended up saying, you know what? Johnny's better for the Bone. Mo's better for the Bone. And that's where we ended up. Right, right. Well, that, yeah. that's cool. I, I just remember that being such a, 
I was so excited for that competition, and uh, I, me and my roommate auditioned. And right. I remember we got there super early, and we drank the night before because, of course, oh we, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we showed up kind of still drunk, and we got in the. Well, we got in line, what we thought was the line. Yeah. And we were right yeah. up front. And then they go, no, actually, the lineup's on the other side. Oh! So we went from being in the front to being all the way in the back. And so we were, like, yeah. number 230. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I remember oh, my, my roommate being like, I have to go lay down. I can't I can't be here for six <laughs> hours. So finally we got up there. And I remember it was some dude who was, you know, you're kind of out of it when you're hungover yeah. like that, and you're not paying attention. And he's talking to me, and he's going, yeah, I have a pretty lucrative um, drywall business, so I, even uh -huh. if I get the contract, I don't even think I could take it, to tell you the truth. And I'm just like, shut, shut up. Why, leave here. me alone. And he yeah. went up and ate doo-doo, of course he did. Uh-huh. And uh, and then we went up there and we just trashed everybody. Adam Adam Howell and I just that's what I him. did. Yeah, well, that's what we were like this. And I was making fun of that guy with the, I can't remember exactly. It was kind of one of those like oh my god, a blacked out moments with, uh -huh. uh, like old school when Will Ferrell went up there and blacked out. It was kind of one of those things. And I remember Mike being like, "Oh, you guys do comedy in St. Pete, huh?" <laughs> I just like was I was so done. I all my energy, my mental energy was just gone. And then we just laughed, and we were like, I don't think we won. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was such a catastrophe. But well, good times, fun times. The, the annoying person in line with me, actually, uh, yeah, I, I should give this guy, and I don't remember his name, I should give him credit because he actually fueled my audition, which ended up getting me into the finals because I was really pissed off. Like, it wasn't a joke. This guy talked my ear off. He was with a couple other people. And he was doing this like fake radio voice the whole time he was talking to me. And he was he had a podcast and he wanted me to know and he wanted me to know all the things Like he was throwing lines out at me, like what he was going to do when he got up there. And he was just like, hey, just so you know, I have a lot of experience. And I went, oh, God oh, damn, dude. And by the way, I was also hungover. I had a gig the night before in Punta Gorda and was and got a little lit. And I wasn't drunk, but I was hungover and I was not ready to be really dealing with people. And I didn't even know what I was going to do. I didn't have a prepared well, what, thing. Yeah, what I was told you that you were just that? going to interact as if it were like a radio show. Yeah, right. So I just I was ready to interact and bounce off of Drew and Mike and and Fisher and whoever else was on the panel, you know, and uh, and Eric Duggins. That was his name, right? Eric uh, Diggins, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so I was just ready to bounce off those guys, right? So um, this guy, the whole time, for like two and a half, three hours, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to tell him, Johnny. And I'm like, after a while, I just go, hey, dude, just you got to stop. He's like, stop what? <laughs> Talk, talking to me. Like, stop this, please. Leave me alone. Yeah. Please. I'm, I'm, I said, I need to concentrate. I'm really thinking about my audition, so I just need to – have some alone time, which I, I did. I wasn't thinking about the audition. I was just, I want to be alone. Leave me alone. And, or, or just, if you, if I knew you, that's fine. Like I hung out with a lot of comics. I saw Law Smith there, Tony God there. I saw a bunch of comics there trying out, you know, and I was like, okay, these are my friends. I'll, I'll hang out with them a little bit, you know? And, uh, and when this guy kept going, kept going. So when they brought me in on, onto the stage for the audition, I was so mad. And I was really mad because, they had the uh, the horn blasters train horn on stage, remember? And what they were supposed to do was horn blast you if you sucked for like more than the first 10, 15 seconds. 
kind of like the gong show. And Drew had control of the horn blaster. And he did it a few times, but he was so nice. He let a lot of people talk for two minutes when they suck so bad. And I'm and I'm like number 187. And <laughs> I just wanted to get up there and get it over with. So I was so upset at this guy next to me. I got on stage and I and I just started going. I go, I go, why? Why are you letting these landscapers and these goddamn idiots talk for so long? <laughs> Drew, why? And I just like went on a rant. And it was real. And then afterwards, I was like, in my head, I go, I just effed that up so bad. I look like a dick. I just screwed up my opportunity to have a radio program. And I walk off the stage, and Mike Olivero's there. And I never met Mike Olivero, really. I mean, not like really, really. I've seen him. We've been in the same room for different events, Calta's birthday, stuff like that. And he walks up to me. And, and oh, let me go back. Let me walk it back a couple steps. I'd already pissed Mike Olivero off before I went on stage. <laughs> Because they had me written down as John Bell. And I go, hey, can you put Johnny B on my on the thing when they call me to the stage? And he's just like, ugh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, now I just pissed off the head of promotions, you know. So I come off stage after I, I, I cuss everybody out. And Olivero's there. And uh, he goes, hey, great job. And I went, what? Like, I was still mad. He goes, if you don't win this thing, call me, and I'll get you a job on the radio. And I said, wow, I feel like I won no matter what. And he goes, you kind of did. That was what he said to me. So then I walk off the, uh, down the stairs, and it was the first time I ever met T.M. Powell. He was doing post-audition post interviews. He was still working for TV and stuff back then, and I'd seen him on TV. I knew who he was. And he walks up, and he goes, yeah, you get over here. You're getting on my interview couch. Great audition. And I'm like, what? What did, he, what did they see? You know what I mean? Because I thought I was just a mean asshole that was, upset, that was upset, and they loved it. So, you know, that's that's how we got in the, you know, the top five. But everybody knew it was going to be me, Mo, or Steve Miller. Everybody knew it. And it was tight the whole way. Steve was right there with us. It was within a few. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.